Let's read chapter 20 called The City Destroyed. Grab something to doodle with, a cozy place to sit and listen. I miss you. When the city came into view before them, the three travelers stood speechless, gazing out over ranges of hills standing dark against the western sky. They could see that this had once been a city. To the right, a cluster of tall buildings still stood, tall beyond anything Lena could had imagined. But they were no more than shells of buildings, hollow and broken, their windows only holes. Through some of them, Lena could see the sky turn scarlet by the sunset. All else was a wind-swept wasteland. However, buildings had once been here, had long fallen and crumbled into the ground. Earth and dust and sand had blown across them. Grass had grown up over them. Here and there, traces of ruins remained. They looked from this distance like outcrops of stone, hardly more than jagged places on the smooth slopes. Faint lines of shadow showed where streets must once have been. Lena stared, trembling. This was far, far from the city she had imagined. Not even the version she'd revised for the disaster had looked like this. This couldn't be called a city at all anymore. It was like a ghost of a city. Even Casper seemed daunted. It looks somewhat destroyed, he said. Uh, it looks completely destroyed, said Maddie. They got down from the truck and stood beside the oxen. A trick of the light, said Casper, squinting harder. He pulled his glasses from his pocket and put them on. When we get closer, no doubt, it will look different. How do you plan to get closer? Maddie asked him. For the first time, Lena saw that a few yards in front of them, the road came to an end. There was an edge of broken pavement, and beyond it, a great slab of roadway slanted downward. It had stood on pillars once, you could see, a few pillars still standing. From there, the road was a chaos of concrete, gigantic chunks leaning against each other. There was no way the truck could go on it. The sun was nearly down now, and the brilliant red of the sky was fading. Between the ruined buildings drifted a gray mist, and the wind blew more sharply. Some white birds soared high above, screaming. It used to be so beautiful, said Maddie. I've seen pictures of it in books. There was a tremor in her voice. Lena looked up and saw that tears stood in her eyes. I knew it was destroyed, Maddie said, but not like this. What happened to it? Lena asked. It was the wars, said Maddie. They must have been, she shook her head. They must have been terrible. What were they about? Lena asked. Maddie shrugged. I don't know. And the people who lived here, what happened to them? All killed, I suppose, said Maddie, or most of them. Casper was frowning at the shadowy wilderness that lay below. In the daylight, he said, I'll be able to see how to proceed. Proceed, 
Maddie grabbed Casper's arm and wrenched him around to face her. Are you out of your mind? Casper yanked his arm away. No, he said. I am not. Maddie swept her hand out toward the city. It's miles and miles of buried rubble, she cried. Streets buried under fallen bricks and broken glass, mountains of concrete, melted metal, sand and earth blown all over it, grass growing over it. Casper nodded, his face grimace. Right, he said. A challenge. You were right about bringing this one along. He tipped his head towards Lena. Someone small and light. That's what I'll need. Going to have to do some tunneling. No, Casper, said Maddie. You must give up this idea. You can't find anything there. I can, said Casper. I can find it. I have the numbers. I have it all worked out. He plunged one hand into his pocket, scrabbled around and brought up a scrap of paper. He snatched his glasses up, put the paper close to his eyes and squinted. Lena took a step closer to him, peered sideways. The paper was black with scribbling, a tangle of words and numbers and cross outs. 47 East, muttered Casper. 395 West, his eyes flicked back and forth between the paper and the dark hills before him, flicked faster and faster. 71, he mumbled. It's just a matter of in the daylight. He caught sight of Lena. What are you staring at? He said. Nothing, said Lena. She felt suddenly sick and frightened. Maddie was right. Casper was out of his mind. The sun disappeared behind the farthest hill and darkness fell. Maddie turned toward the truck. We'll camp right here tonight, she said. We still have enough water in the buckets. They set their blankets on the side of the truck away from the wind, but Lena shivered and couldn't sleep. After days of longing to arrive at the city, she wanted nothing now but to leave. This was a terrible place, full of angry ghosts and sad ones. When she closed her eyes, she seemed to hear their voices, shouts and screams and dreadful sobbing and to see flashes of fire in the smoky sky and sheets of flame sweeping through the streets. A wail escaped from her. She couldn't help it. She felt so afraid and miserable. A moment later, she heard Maddie's voice close to her ear. Let's talk for a while, Maddie said. Okay, said Lena. She sat up. Wrapping her blanket around her, Casper was pacing up and down on the other side of the truck, muttering to himself. What about him? She said. Don't worry, answered Maddie. He's lost in his calculations. A gust of wind shook the truck. Its loose fender clattered. I hate it here, said Lena. Yes, said Maddie. Terrible things happened in this place, and you can still feel it. Were the people in those old days extremely evil? Lena asked. No more than anyone, Maddie said. But then why did the worst happen? To wreck your whole city, almost your whole world. It seems like something only evil people would do. No, not evil. At least not at first, just angry and scared. Maddie was silent for a moment. Casper's footsteps came closer, crunching on the graveling ground and then receded again. Lena inched a little closer to Maddie. It's like this, Maddie said at last. 
say the A people and the B people get into this argument. The A people do something that hurts the B people. The B people strike back and get even. But that just makes the A people angry all over again. They say, you hurt us, so we're going to hurt you. It keeps on like that. And one bad thing leads to a worse bad thing and on and on. It was like what Torin had said when he was telling her about the disaster. Revenge, he had called it. Can't it be stopped, said Lena. She shifted around under her blanket, trying to find a place to sit where rocks weren't digging into her. Maybe it can be stopped at the beginning, Maddie said. If someone sees what's happening and is brave enough to reverse the direction. Reverse the direction? Yes, turn it around. How would you do that? You would do something good, said Maddie, or at least you'd keep yourself from doing something bad. But how could you, said Lena, when people have been mean to you? Why would you want to be good to them? You wouldn't want to, Maddie said. That's what makes it hard. She didn't... Oh, I lost my place. Sorry. That's what makes it hard. But you do it anyway. Being good is hard. Much harder than being bad. Lena wondered if she was strong enough to be good. She didn't feel strong right now at all. Time to sleep, said Maddie. Lena pulled the blankets over her head, but still she could feel the wind and hear the oxen making low sounds, and she heard Casper pacing and muttering under his breath. I want to go home, she thought, and for the first time, the picture that arose in her mind was not of the dark, familiar buildings of Ember, but of sparks under its bright sky. She thought of Dr. Hester's house and the garden blooming in the sun and the doctor puttering around with her hundred plants. She thought of Mrs. Murdo sitting in the doctor's courtyard, basking in the warmth and Poppy playing with a spoon beside her. Even Torn was in the picture, proudly arranging his possessions on the window's ledge. And of course there was Dune. He should have been her partner on this journey. If he were here with her, she'd feel less afraid. She missed him. Maybe when she got back to Sparks, he'd be tired of hanging around with that boy named Tick and be ready to be her friend again. That's the end of the chapter, guys. But I'm wondering what's going to happen. And I'm thinking about this message that chapter 20 just sent us. And it's talking about um, how that it's, it's difficult to be good. To make a good choice, to make the right choice, it's not always easy, is it? It's not always easy to do the right thing, especially when you're upset and you want to fight or you want to do bad because somebody does bad to you and that's just what we want to do sometimes. But oh my goodness, it is so important in life to choose kindness and to make sure that when you look back that what you did was the right thing to do. Not, not to act in revenge. Remember that. And I know it's hard. It's really hard sometimes to do the right thing all the time. And sometimes it's not popular. But it is so important. Because like we've seen, when Dune lets the anger get a hold of him, bad things just happen. Don't let yourself go there. Choose the right choose the kind all the time and remember that out of the abundance of, of your heart is where your mouth speaks your mouth speaks whatever is in your heart 
So make sure that your heart is pure and doesn't have unkindness in it. And that will be so much easier when you find those situations that are just difficult for you. If you have a kind heart, your words, even when you get angry, will also be kind. Thank you.